couple of contact pitchers dominated on Sunday, and many of us are now scrambling for a new third baseman. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's not had uh, three cold brews yet. It works great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Monday, September 14th. I'm Al Melkier. I am here with Derek Van Riper after a very busy sports weekend. Uh, a lot going on, but uh, a lot going on just in baseball alone, DVR. Um, and on Sunday in particular, a couple of standout pitching performances that uh, we'll just get right to here. Uh, a couple of pitchers who will profile very similarly. Uh, Alec Mills and Brad Keller. Alec Mills with the second no-hitter of the season uh, for the Cubs uh, against the Brewers. And Brad Keller with a complete game shutout against the Pirates. So both of these pitchers among the leaders, if that's how you want to put it, in contact rate, meaning the highest contact rates, among the highest contact rates in the majors. (laughs) Um, But, uh, you know, both are getting it done by managing that contact pretty well. Keller more consistently than Mills, to be sure. Um, But uh, how are you looking at these two pitchers uh, over the remaining two weeks? Tip of the cap to Alec Mills for throwing a no-hitter. But I think the concerns you raise are front of mind for me. And I think the next matchup he draws is a home start against the Twins. He does get a pretty streamable matchup during the final week of the season on the road against Pittsburgh, so I'm interested in potentially throwing him out there for that, but I'm definitely not running him out there against Minnesota, even coming off of this no-hitter. With Keller, he gets that terrible Brewers lineup next week Sunday. The Royals actually have two off days coming up this week. The Brewers are consistently in the top three league-wide in strikeout rate, They're a below-average offense in terms of WRC+. They put up the 19 runs against the Tigers last week and then scored three runs and got no hit over the weekend in three games against the Cubs. Three very important games for them, no less. So I do think Keller is more viable this coming week, and then during the final week of the season, he's home against the Tigers. So his schedule is a lot better, and I also trust his track record just a little bit more than Mills as well. Yeah, he's really one of the bigger mysteries to me among starting pitchers. I mean, this season he has been very consistent, um, even though he's not missing a lot of a lot of bats. And we've seen that from Keller in previous seasons. Uh, but like you say, at this point, we're just looking at the short term. We're looking at the two or in some case, maybe three remaining matchups left for uh for pitchers and Keller, as you mentioned, does get the Brewers in Milwaukee. Seems like a pretty good weekend for the entire uh, Royals rotation. You got Danny Duffy with projected two-start week at Detroit at Milwaukee. Uh, you've got Chris Bubich, who we talked about last week. He made uh, made good on a good matchup against the Pirates this past week. And then uh, you've got Brady Singer, who nearly had a no-hitter earlier in the week. Uh, he gets the Tigers in Detroit. So... I mean, I start your Royals, I guess. That was about a quarter of my ads and drops column this week was just <laughs> highlighting all the good matchups for the Royals pitchers because they're widely available in mixed leagues. And yeah, I think they're very streamable. We're at the point in the year you're probably just chasing strikeouts and wins. I mean, unless you're in some kind of protect the ratio situation, maybe then you don't chase there. But among guys who didn't have two starts who were actually available, 
Uh, I think all of those Royal starters you mentioned were absolutely high on my list. Yeah, so if you happen to pick up Bubich for this past week, uh, keep him in your rotation for the the coming week. Uh, Not so good news for a couple of fantasy's most popular third basemen. Matt Chapman is out for the rest of the season. He is scheduled to undergo hip surgery on Monday and in a, uh, I think we can call a corresponding move. The Athletics are expected to sign Jake Lamb on Monday. I think the only reason they haven't done so already is that he's not officially a free agent until Monday. Uh, so he should uh, get at least a share of the starts at third base uh, once he's assigned. And for the Rockies, Nolan Arenado um, is dealing with a left shoulder injury. And this is one of those situations, DVR, that once I first heard about it, and probably the same for just about everybody who saw this news, thinking, oh, that's what's going on with Arenado this season because he just hasn't been himself. Turns out he has been dealing with shoulder soreness all season long. Uh, He got the day off on Sunday against the Angels in hopes that it will be rested and healthier for uh, the Tuesday game against Oakland. So, uh, yeah, maybe in that game we see a couple of replacement third basemen, but Arnauto trying to return on Tuesday. But given his struggles all season long, given that it it seems unlikely to me, granted, not a doctor, that, um, you know, this isn't just going to heal in a couple of days. Can we think about sitting Nolan Arnauto this week, Uh, particularly if, let's say, Jimer Candelario? is uh, still available in your league. Yeah, that might be a situation where it makes sense. I I think you can also probably talk yourself into playing Arenado because if he's been playing with this for a few weeks, potentially, he's played well enough to be in lineups. I mean, a 261 average, eight homers in 183 plate appearances. It's not what we paid for, but at the same time, it's kind of in that Evan Longoria, Kyle Seeger range, which with the regular playing time is enough to go ahead and, and keep him in your lineup. It's interesting that the K rate's down so low, 8.7% for the season. Uh, some of the underlying numbers, especially the stat cast numbers, are concerning. His average exit velocity down about a mile and a half per hour compared to where it was last season and really just compared to his overall like stat cast era five-year norm so i'd like to have a, a quality fallback option available and if i had someone as good as candelario yeah maybe i'd make that switch but i'm also not convinced that the rockies are going to rest them just yet because they're not completely out of it in terms of making the playoffs yeah and uh, they would certainly need him even like you said if he's merely good and not great uh, they probably need him in the lineup uh, phillies have a slew of injuries uh, from over the weekend and JT Real Muto, that one in terms of fantasy probably hurts more than, you know, Arenado or Chapman. Uh, he has been out with a hip injury. Uh, he is set to get an MRI on Monday. So is Reese Hoskins, who's been dealing with a forearm injury. Um, Zach Wheeler with a bizarre injury pulled or I'm not clear, either nearly pulled his nail off or pulled his nail off getting dressed. So he's in the, the Jeff Bloom category of um, injuries while getting dressed. Um, so his uh, most recent start has been pushed back. Uh, Spencer Howard on the injured list with shoulder stiffness. So uh, not that he's really been uh, all that useful in fantasy so far this year anyways, but just adding to the Phillies um, injuries. But uh, anyway, uh, thoughts on start sit for Real Muto, Hoskins, and Wheeler this week? I'd be inclined, at least in the case of Real Muto, to take my chances. The replacement level at catcher is so bad that you're probably not getting a lot of production from that spot anyway if you bring somebody else in. With Hoskins, you know, maybe because of corner infield depth, you can get a little bit more production from the wire by going that route. So I'd push through with Real Muto. 
err on the side of sitting Hoskins, and I'm just shrugging my shoulders with Zach Wheeler. I, I think I would try to replace him, too, because I just don't know if he's going to be himself when he comes back. All right, and then a couple of pitching uh, injuries to take note of. Sonny Gray with a back strain has gone on the injured list. He's hoping to make it a 10-day situation, and you know, frankly, if it's not, then you know maybe he's done for the regular season. Michael Lorenzen's going to make the start in his place on Tuesday against the Pirates. I'm guessing Lorenzen's not going to be stretched out enough to be a fantasy option. And for the Giants, Kevin Gosman was scratched on Sunday with elbow tightness. He's scheduled to have an MRI. Um, it would seem like an opportunity maybe to get Drew Smiley in there, both for the Giants and in fantasy. But um, like a number of teams, the Giants just have a five-game schedule this week. So, um, you know, what are your thoughts on, on Drew Smiley? Because I'm still tempted to start him in the leagues where I have him just because maybe if nothing else, he's a bulk reliever. But I still think that maybe there's an opportunity for him to start this week. Yeah, he's got a shot at five innings at least. He's gone four in each of his last two appearances, albeit there's been a pretty long break between those outings. Uh, I, I think the fact that he's missing a ton of bats this season does make him pretty intriguing. It's home against the A's, so I would put Smiley in the mix to get some bulk innings, as you said, even if it's not a full start, even if he's not going to be eligible for the win, I'd actually like them to throw a reliever in front of him just because then he can go three or four and still be eligible to get that win. Yeah, or you know, I could see him coming in and, and maybe getting the win in relief of um, Trevor Cahill or um, Tyler Anderson, uh, you know, neither of whom has, has been you know, very consistent. This is the Athletic Shield Kapadia here to tell you about Liquid IV. Nobody likes to feel dehydrated. Maybe you get a little bit of a headache, dry mouth. You just don't feel like yourself. But believe it or not, dehydration still occurs daily in three out of four people. With Liquid IV, you have the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. Each serving helps you get as much hydration as two to three bottles of water. Maybe you use it after a really intense workout. Maybe you went out socially distanced with friends and had a couple extra beers the night before. That's where Liquid IV comes in. It is healthier than those sugary sports drinks, no artificial flavors or preservatives, and less sugar than an apple. Plus, it contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana. And Liquid IV is on a mission to change the world. Liquid IV is donating 3.7 million servings in response to COVID-19. Products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active military. Liquid IV is available nationwide at Costco and Target, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code ATHLETIC at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code ATHLETIC at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code ATHLETIC. Hi, I'm the Athletics Joe Posnanski uh, for Indochino. You know, finding clothes that fit you just right can be incredibly challenging, especially for somebody like me who has uh, a body type I would call um, dumpy. It's tough to find anything that fits right. You know, I'm not really a large. I'm not really an extra large. I'm not really a double extra large. I'm not really anything. So it's obviously, it's fantastic. You go to Indochino. They have you uh, go through this entire fitting process where you give them basically every single bit of information that you have about yourself. Uh, you have every measurement you have, uh, who your favorite beetle is, uh, you know what what uh, you believe about the infield fly rule, and uh, and then you come out and and they're they're going to send you. Uh, clothes that are uh, that fit you really better than anything you could possibly get in the store. It's it's fantastic. 
Uh, with Indochino, you get custom fitted suits, coats, casual wear, uh, at surprisingly affordable prices. Customize everything from the fabric and lining to the lapel shape and a monogram if you're a monogram kind of person. Uh, if you're getting married, Indochino is a no-brainer for you and your groomsmen. Forget about the off-the-rack suits that don't fit different body types. Indochino gives everyone a tailored fit. Visit one of the Indochino showrooms across North America or book a virtual appointment and shop online at Indochino.com. And right now, you'll get $30 off any purchase of $3.99 or more when you enter the code JOE at checkout. Look at that, JOE. It's for me. JOE at checkout. That's super easy to remember. You go to Indochino.com and the promo code is JOE. Okay, DVR. Um, so one of those rotations that is certainly going to be uh, up for grabs this week is the Marlins because they've got two double headers this coming weekend against the Nationals. And on top of that, they've just got a lot of rotation depth right now. And part of that rotation depth uh, consists of Braxton Garrett, who made his major league debut on Sunday and yet another double header, uh, this time against the Phillies. Uh, second game of that double header, he went five innings, giving up one run. On three hits, two walks with six strikeouts. So pretty impressive debut for Garrett. Um, in fact, just for uh, the Marlins, that was Sixto Sanchez in the, the first game, uh, looking really great once again. So Marlins starters looking terrific. But um, you got to figure Garrett's going to be in that mix somehow this week. So where should he be started? Probably in leagues with at least 15 teams. I don't know if you go much more shallow than that. I think Braxton Garrett's really nice for keeper in dynasty leagues. If he's not rostered in your long-term format, he's a good cheap ad now that you might be able to hold on to and, and possibly use as a regular in that rotation in 2021. All right. And uh, another rotation where it's sort of hard to project it for this week is the White Sox. Uh, and part of the uncertainty there is that Jonathan Stever made his major league debut on Sunday and uh, really solid. I mean, he he uh, wasted a lot of pitches early on or used a lot of pitches, maybe is a better way to put it. So he only went three and two-thirds deep, but um, giving up just one run on two hits and two walks uh, with three strikeouts um, for Stever. So, you know, pretty nice outing against Detroit. And again, you might want to take the... Take the uh, matchup in mind too but uh you know beyond the top three there's you know questions about how the white Sox could uh line up their rotation later on in the week is it gonna be ronaldo lopez it's gonna be gio gonzalez or is it gonna be uh jonathan stever uh you know possibly getting another shot yeah i think the uncertainty and the matchups in this case uh, home against minnesota or road against cincinnati are those sort of unknown turns those are gonna steer those are gonna steer me away in this case, uh, I, I, maybe there's something there long term to be interested in, but it's tough scheduled on the stretch. Look ahead to the following week, the last week of the regular season at Cleveland and home against the Cubs. So uh, for any sort of borderline White Sox pitcher, I'm erring on the side of caution with that schedule. All right. Yeah, seems like a good move, even though Veruca Salt did once say you can't fight the Stever. That was Veruca Salt, the band, by the way, not the <laughs> Willy Wonka character. Just saying. <laughs> All right. So uh, on that note, let's uh, take a look at some of the start-sit dilemmas for this coming week. We kind of breezed past uh, Brady Singer a little bit earlier when we were talking about the Royals starter. So as I mentioned, he's got the Tigers in Detroit. Start or sit Brady Singer? I think he's probably a start, at least in 15-teamers, but I would even consider him as a 12-team streamer as well. I mean, we're just looking for innings at this point, and even though the Tigers haven't been 
a dumpster fire offensively. They're still a team I want to pick on because they strike out a lot. That they do. So uh, definitely an option to consider there. Let's look at a trio of players who are expected to come back early this week, but it's not 100% given. So there is risk to go with the reward. Jose Altuve, Justin Turner, Gio Urshela, start or sit uh, those three. I think I'm starting Altuve and Turner, and I think I'm holding off on Urshela because Miguel and Duhar has played well enough to justify staying in the lineup. They might get Judge and Stanton back at some point later in the week, too. But Duhar is hitting, so it could be a little more of a timeshare. Initially, the Yankees may want to ease Urshela back in. All right, and I'm just going to give you four names of hitters who have really struggled over the last two weeks, uh, whether or not it's worth sitting any of them. Uh, Austin Meadows, Jake Cronenworth, Kyle Lewis, Robinson Cano. Which out of that quartet are you ready to sit? Probably just Cronenworth. I mean, I think where Lewis, Meadows, and Cano hit in those respective lineups, especially, it's really hard to steer away from playing time there. With Cronenworth, I mean, it could be just a young player kind of going through the adjustments. Maybe the league has finally figured out some ways to get him out. I mean, he was just on fire for the first six weeks of this shortened season. So I think of those four, he's the guy I'm most likely to sit. Yeah, and I will tell you in our 15-team Tout Wars mixed auction, I have Cronenworth. I've been slotting him in at second base. I looked for a replacement for him, and in that depth of league, at least in our league, uh, couldn't find an upgrade. So you may be looking at a little bit shallower of a format to uh, find a a suitable replacement for Cronenworth. And um, a strategy I've also looked at over the last couple of weeks, uh, probably a lot of you have as well, is looking at boosting certain categories with relievers. And uh, a very timely article here on The Athletic from Gene McCaffrey, Phil Maton, Devin Williams, and the unheralded RPs who can help you win a title. So if you're looking for uh, a few suggestions along those lines, Gene's got you covered in The Athletic. And that's going to wrap things up for this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. If you're listening to this podcast on a platform that allows you to leave a rating and a review, we always do appreciate it when you take the time to do that. So for Derek Friend Riper, I'm Al Melkier. We'll be right back here on Tuesday. <laughs>